The way WandaVision will use the multiverse to bring in Quicksilver, Evan Peters from the Fox Marvel Universe, they're gonna do the same to bring Charlie Cox, Daredevil, from the Netflix Marvel world. <laughs> Which leads to a Daredevil-Hawkeye crossover episode. She-Hulk will end up meeting um, our, our friend Daredevil. Welcome back to New Rockstars! This is Rogue Theory, and I am off-screen producer Zach Huddleston. They gave me the keys to the castle, and I'm gonna wreck it. There's gonna be so much Don't stuff say on the that. Uh, I believe in you, Philip. Philip and Eric are really gonna regret this. Uh, speaking of home, with me to go rogue today to pitch their wild, fun theories about all the nerdy topics we love. We of course have uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Eric Voss. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> uh, we have a returning guest a star of Twitch and um, a wonderful human, Angelica Trey. <laughs> hey, what an intro. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. I'm, I'm trying to win, I'm trying to win everybody over with positivity, okay? It's not uh, working. It's <laughs> working, it's working, keep going. <laughs> Say more. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're super excited to have um, fellow YouTuber uh, under uh, Mastertainment on YouTube and Twitter, uh, our friend MT. Hey everybody! You guys made a big mistake doing this. <laughs> oh no! I'm no. a very strange man. <laughs> Which is why you're gonna fit in so well on this show. Yeah. It's, yes. We're so stoked to have you, MT and Angelica. Good to see you again. But this is MT's first time on New Rock Stars, so just want to give him a bit of love because this guy, we've been like seeing your videos for years. You've been doing some amazing Guardians of the Galaxy theories. You've actually found shit that James Gunn is like. MT's on it. <laughs> just, just pick up the torch of MT. This guy knows what where I've hidden it. So uh, we're so glad to finally have you on the show. Dude, I'm so glad to be here. Like everyone's like, dude, MT, like new rock stars is like shouting you out and like, dude, like who's a new rock stars? I checked out your stuff. Amazing shit. <laughs> oh, like you guys are doing God's work. Like the nerd god oh. up in the sky. Oh. His work. So Thanks, I'm dude. super appreciative to be on here. Let, let's hope he's a forgiving uh, nerd god, not a vengeful <laughs> one. Um, uh, speaking of forgiving, uh, so our, our first topic today, the the Save Daredevil campaign has picked up some steam recently. Obviously, there's been a vocal contingent of fans ever since the Netflix series ended who have been um, lobbying, petitioning to get the series brought back. The actual the Save Daredevil petition has over 350,000 signatures online, which is nuts. But they, they made headlines this week because it is six months from now kind of the, the six months till the expiration of the Netflix rights deal over Daredevil and those rights reverting back to Marvel. Mm -hmm. So in theory, Marvel could do something with Daredevil in the not too distant future. So that inspired us to make uh, the first question for today's Rogue Theory. How's Daredevil gonna show up in the MCU? Pitch me the, the plot, the connection, the post-credit scene, however you think he's gonna show up. And will this be connected to the Charlie Cox Netflix series, or are we starting fresh with our man with no fear? Eric Voss, what do you think? Oh, okay, um, I think we gotta keep Charlie Cox in this. This guy has done so much to identify this character. His take on Daredevil has been fantastic on Netflix. And I think Disney Plus has a way to work in that version of Daredevil into the MCU with WandaVision. So I'm sure you guys saw this news recently that like Evan Peters, who played Quicksilver in the Fox Marvel side of the universe, is rumored to be on WandaVision, which would be crazy if true, and if he was playing Quicksilver, because that would mean 
WandaVision, a show about the multiverse, is going to use that multiverse logic, whatever it is, to tie in versions of Marvel heroes from other franchises, which they could do with Daredevil as well. I think the way WandaVision will use the multiverse to bring in Quicksilver, Evan Peters from the Fox Marvel Universe, they're going to do the same to bring Charlie Cox, Daredevil, from the Netflix Marvel world. Now, I know a lot of you are going to be like, well, that's already kind of in the MCU. I don't necessarily agree. I think the MCU, in my mind, is only the films that have Kevin Feige PGA credited on them. And I think that precludes uh, uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Agent Carter even as well. Like the Marvel TV things, like he hasn't had direct oversight on all those things. That's why we have all these confusing plot holes and disconnections, despite all the Netflix Marvel shows referencing the Battle of New York. They don't really reference the blip. They, which I know a lot of them happened before that. They don't reference uh, Sokovia as much. They don't really reference the Triskelion disaster. There's all kinds of other stuff that happened. WandaVision seems like it's going to tr- uh, toggle around a bunch of sitcom realities, right? So we'll have a Bewitched episode, a Brady Bunch episode. I think all that footage is from episode one of the series. And that's just going to be episode one. Uh, in a later episode, maybe even the finale, we're going to see a different way that she's going to go across mediums. Maybe instead of like switching the channel, she's going to go into the pages of comic books, right? Like maybe she's like trapped in this state of chaos and vision, like his ghostly presence is in her mind trying to stabilize her. And he's like, use the TV, use the TV to try to find these uh, earthly reference points. That doesn't work. So, so then maybe uh, like in one of those TV realities, she does have kids and those kids have comic books. And he's like, all right, fine, go into the pages of these comics. So uh, within the episode, we're going to be turning pages to different superhero universes. Universi? No, it's ES. You don't need the US. Uh, Latin, uh, <laughs> no, it's Universe I. I yeah, keep it. Universe. You can't go back. Now. Okay, Universe I. Um, There's no turning back from that. So like, I gotta commit, dude. Yeah. Okay, committing. The um, so I and I think a lot of these other superhero characters from other franchises that Disney now has connections to, they might just be quick cameos, or maybe we're just alluding to certain things from their world. So maybe like a Daily Bugle newspaper, or uh, maybe we might get a cameo from J.K. Simmons as J. Jonah Jameson. Um, maybe we'll see like the water tower from Hell's Kitchen or Fogwell's Gym or Josie's Bar and that will tie in uh, we can have a quick cameo from Charlie Cox just like saying I'm now being dragged into the MCU throughout this chaos like uh, Scarlet's like you come with me you're coming with me you're helping me fight these demons that I'm trying to fight right now and it's kind of superhero genre and then it ends with all them blipped into the world of the MCU. Um, and I, I think it just has to be like small little cameos, and then later we can explore these characters. Whichever of the characters from the other franchises we really like, we could do this with Deadpool really easily. We just stop by Sister Margaret's bar or something like that, and then you can drag in a version of Deadpool with just like a quick cameo. Um, and I think you need to kind of do this with Charlie Cox, because I don't know if I want a season four of that version of Daredevil, and I don't know if Disney Plus wants that either, right? Like, that's a Netflix thing. That's a direct competitor with them. They kind of want to take the best of the character that they can, but but not the world that existed in the Netflix thing. And maybe they can get some of the other characters, like Jessica Jones or, or Luke Cage. They can, they can pull in some of the things they liked about it. Hopefully, Frank Castle Punisher because uh, he was another example of someone who's perfect. And then just kind of reestablish them in the world of the MCU. And I would love to see Charlie Cox truly defend a Hell's Kitchen as it is today, which is not like the working class community it was in the 70s when the the character (laughs) rose up. It's like a super gentrified uh, part of Manhattan now. And I want to see what new problems uh, Matt Murdock, Charlie Cox, Daredevil has to fight 
in this new version of Hell's Kitchen as, as New Yorkers actually know it to be. That's great, Eric. And I do love, it's it's a um, a favorite hobby horse of yours to make WandaVision some kind of skeleton key into yes. like whatever <laughs> we want can happen because yeah. it's magic and it's fun, right? Yeah. Uh, which yeah. I love that. I want, I want more craziness in, in the MCU. I also love, you kind of mentioned this idea that I don't know if I've heard people talk about, about how like, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and the Netflix shows are impacted by the MCU movies, but it doesn't go the other way around. It's like a one-way stream right, right. of impact, kind of, right? Uh, and that kind of makes sense, and that kind of insulates the MCU from having to worry about 100 hours of serialized television. Um, sure. Eric, as always, your your theories are fun, and they make my mind race. So for that, I award you um, one sparkle buck, uh, two sparkle bucks, Ooh. Three sparkle bucks, yes. Oh Three sparkle bucks, and they print out on my end like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, actual sparkle buck they, to sparkle buck uh, currency exchange rate. <laughs> nice. Dang, you could redeem those for a free se- sub at Subway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Actually, your sparkle bucks look a little bit better. Mine are literally just pink post-it notes, but um, that, that's all right. For- I have a great <laughs> printer here. I have a great sparkle printer. The ink gets everywhere, but I love it. Yeah, it, it, the, the exchange rate bedazzles the sparkle buck. Yeah. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Uh, MT, how's Daredevil going to show up in the MCU? Well, I'm glad you asked me, Zach, because um, though Eric's theory, amazing, spectacular, spot on. That's why they pay you the big bucks. I think (laughs) the big sparkle bucks. Um, I think, honestly, that Daredevil is going to cameo, at least cameo in the new Hawkeye Disney Plus series. If that ever happens, there's a lot going on there. Um, And I this is how I think it's going to happen. Let me take you on a journey back to a little year that we like to call 2012, the year that everyone thought the world was going to end, but we all know is eight years <laughs> premature. Um, <laughs> too true. Uh, <laughs> too real. <laughs> I'm sorry to get too real there. Okay, so picture this. You're a 13-year-old boy. Angelica, just use your imagination. 13-year-old boy walking down the street. It's a beautiful day. You got 20-20 vision. Things are beautiful. You know, birds chirping in the sky, you know, Black ladies talking too loud on the phone, but it's okay because they're <laughs> checking in on their kids. It's just a beautiful day in New York. And then, boom! This explosions, hellfire rains from the sky. The Chitari are invading New York. And it's just chaos everywhere. People are screaming. And the street blows up, causing a truck full of chemicals to squirt off to the side into the direction of an old man crossing the street. And so, since you are a 13-year-old boy with 20-20 vision, you're just like... I need to save this man. And so you go and push the man out of the way and unfortunately get blinded by the chemicals because that's what happens when a car, when a truck crashes with filled with chemicals. And obviously I'm talking about Matt Murdock, Daredevil. And that is how Matt Murdock gets his powers. Now, over the course of the next six years, he gets trained by Stick, who is, you know, gets trained how to hone his senses and learn how to punch people in the face with zero-zero vision, because that's what happens when you're blind. Um, And so he's like, oh man, now I can punch people in the face real good. Wonder what I'm gonna do with this. Then boom, the snap. Half the heroes in the world are gone, especially Spider-Man, who was fighting for the people of New York. And so Matt Murdock is like, all right, well, all these heroes are gone and crime is ramping up. I have to step in and uh, become a superhero. So he becomes 
Daredevil. Now, I say all this to say this. Now, the Hawkeye series, it is rumored that we will dive into the days of when Mr. Clint Barton was a certain Ronan fellow. And so I think, I think this is how I think it's gonna happen. I think that one day, um, Clint is going to be chasing a target and Daredevil is going to be chasing that same target. Possibly someone from the hand. Who knows? And they run into each other and Clint, being Clint, he's a murderer. This dude kills indiscriminately. Well, Daredevil is a good Catholic boy. And he's like, hey, killing's not cool. And Clint's like, I don't care. My family's dead. I gotta kill everybody and get a haircut. That doesn't make any sense for my age. (laughs) (laughs) And so um, they come to blows because they have two different um, types of superheroing, like we see in Daredevil season two. And that fight happens and it, it probably becomes a stalemate. And probably, I'm guessing that Hawkeye probably figures out that Matt Murdock is blind because this dude has crazy good eyesight and can notice things a lot better than a lot of, of other people can. And so, um, you know, freaking Daredevil's catching his arrows. He's like, what the heck's going on? And so he's like, oh, this kid's pretty impressive. And they go their separate ways. And so one day, well, during the, the present day with uh, Clint and um, Kate Bishop, um, they probably have to um, tackle this super hard like challenge or enemy. And they're like, oh man, I wish we had an extra pair of hands. And then Clint's going to be like, hmm, I think I know a guy. And then he looks directly into the camera and winks. Um, <laughs> and so, which leads to a Daredevil Hawkeye crossover episode where they work together to fight crime. Um, so that's what I think is going to happen. Nice. May not happen, yeah. but wow. you know what? It's probably going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it happens like that, I, step by step, we're just going to admit that you're psychic or something? Yes. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Or like, writing on the show. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually uh, yeah. Kevin Feige in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> no Feige! No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I look like that at okay. home. How could you do hat. this to us? <laughs> MT, I, uh, I love that theory. You also just really got me excited for like 2028, because uh, that's probably when we're getting our Hawkeye series. Uh, I know, happens. right? Uh, <laughs> we all have hoverboards, but, uh, flying cars. <laughs> yes, but I love and so and and just to be clear, this is a full. We're getting a new actor. Uh, everything you do Daredevil, about Daredevil, like mm. not um, Charlie Cox. I love Charlie Cox, but like that, the likelihood of Charlie Cox coming back at Daredevil is kind of low to me, mm. um, unless we're doing Eric's theory, which is, which makes it a lot higher. Um, but yeah, I think it's going to be a completely new Daredevil, and I'm looking forward to a new interpretation. Okay. Me too. You sold me, and for that, I award you one, two, three sparkle oh my bucks. God. Yes, wow. those go into your. Uh, wait, wait! It's printing out. It's printing. Oh, <laughs> it's it's been converted into this uh, uh, Funko Pop figure of uh, James Gunn that uh, James Gunn <laughs> actually sent to me as a gift. Which that is, is dope. Ever. That's so cool. Yeah, yeah. that's so cool. Oh, the wow. coolest thing that I've ever gotten. The yeah, coolest thing that's ever so happened. Great. So uh, <laughs> thank you for the rogie. Awesome. Okay, movie. yeah. And that's close, worth close three. personal friend, James Gunn. <laughs> yes, that, that is worth three. Uh, yeah. and, and I know that to be true. Your uh, pinned tweet, I believe, is of you and, and Mr. Gunn. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. Literally greatest day of my life meeting that man. He's so cool. And super tall. That dude is monstrously Ooh. tall. 
Like wow. how tall? Interesting. Like six feet tall. Like he's he's like he's okay. a tree. He's a nerdy tree. So he's a foot taller than me. <laughs> he's a Groot. He's yeah. literally a Groot. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. Um, uh, wonderful, mm-hmm. a- Angelica. How how do you think we're gonna get Daredevil in the MCU? Okay. Um. So just kind of writing off of what MT just said, I I think that they're gonna introduce him through. She-Hulk? I don't know if this one's too obvious, but, you know, lawyer, lawyer, I think it's going to be really easy to sort of slip Daredevil into that world because the way I envision it is the whole She-Hulk series is going to, to happen and then maybe like a few episodes in, in the courtroom or in, you know, the courthouse, um, maybe like there'll be a meeting, they'll cross pads or something like that and she hulk will end up meeting um our our friend daredevil and then i'm thinking like by some twist of fate they're going to cross paths as like heroes so daredevil's already going to be established um i I don't think we're gonna see his origins but they're just sort of going to to throw him into the world through she hulk and through that courthouse and Maybe, like, there will be goons or something that will appear in the parking lot of the courthouse. I don't know if that's a little <laughs> too soon, but I think they're going to throw him in there. Yeah, I don't know if that's, like, too <laughs> obvious, but that's the way I see it. And I'm just really excited for She-Hulk, and I love Daredevil, and I really hope that they keep Charlie Cox. I really hope they do. If they end up listening to the actual fan base of Daredevil, everybody loves Charlie Cox. So hopefully, they, you know, Marvel listens to that and they, they reflect that, you know? So maybe like a uh, he has his walking stick and he just holds the elevator door or something and then yeah shared it. like that. What a great hit. image! Oh just like God. the two of them in an elevator. Yeah. I know. I know. There's like those epic moments where we like to see you know maybe like a grand entrance, but some of my favorite entrances you know through Marvel through you know Disney franchises have been when you see the character and you're like, is that? And then you find out it is and you're just like, oh, like you're surprised and you're delighted and you just get a little taste of them and then they come back in later. I love that. See, I really like that idea considering that if you think about it, like Jennifer is this large green woman. And so like everybody in her day to day is probably like, oh my God, like look at this huge green woman. But like, since he's blind, he's just like, hey, you're a normal person to me. Hello, let's be yeah. friends. Yeah. So like, she'll probably be like, oh man, this is my this is my boy. He just he treats me like a normal person. I like yeah. that. I like that idea a lot. Yeah, Nelson Thank and Murdoch and Walters. Or Walters and Nelson and Murdoch. However you want to order. <laughs> yes. They'll forget. Yes. I, I, yeah, I just imagine Matt Murdoch trying to like hit C4 to get like his nutter butters and it gets stuck. <laughs> And then the She-Hulk walks by and just whacks the yeah. machine and leaves a giant dent yeah. or whatever. She just picks right? up the machine, turns it upside down, and she's like, <laughs> yeah. which one do you want? All of them? Have all of them. Also, I don't know about you, but I suddenly have a craving for Nutter Butters, so. Yeah. I oh. love Nutter Butters. That's literally, like, Nutter Butters keeps me brown. I, I don't know if you can see that. Uh, all right, quick Nutter Butter brown. break. <laughs> <laughs> the sponsor of this video, Nutter Butters. Uh, I wish. <laughs> We've been angling for a Nutter Butter sponsorship <laughs> for years. I know. It's the dream. Uh, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I love that theory, Angelica. Uh, I love it so much. You get um, one Sparkle Buck worth of Nutter Butters, two Sparkle Bucks worth of Nutter Butters, three Sparkle Bucks worth of Nutter Butters. 
Oh my god. Ooh. Those are worth more than regular Sparkle Bucks. I, I think something <laughs> happened in translation. I don't know. I got this uh, sweet Ooh. Batman Pez. Is oh, that okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Cool. Wonderful. Great. Thank uh, you. Now, was that given to you by James Gunn? By <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah, totally. He's a very right. generous man. He's a generous so. man. So James Gunn is Santa Claus. <laughs> yeah, he's full MT, so like, yeah, James Gunn gave me this, for yes. sure. He has, a, he has a garage full of toys that he just sends to nice people. Uh, wonderful. Well, and actually, speaking of James Gunn and directors that maybe have been given the keys to more than one franchise, we're going to talk about that in a moment. But first, we want to give a quick shout out to some of the people that help us bring Rogue Theory to you. Specifically, we've got some new friends this week from ShipStation. If you're an e-commerce seller, right now is a wild time and ShipStation is here to help. When we at New Rockstars have tried to ship things in the past, like New Rockstars merch or other things, right? It's very confusing. We're not shipping experts and sometimes it's hard to tell where something is in the shipping pipeline. You're not sure if you're being charged the right amount for shipping. And ShipStation helps online sellers of any size get orders out quickly, save money on shipping costs, and keep customers happy. They'll get you the shipping rates normally reserved for Fortune 500 companies, even if you're a small outfit like New Rockstars, which is awesome. It's the fastest, easiest, and most affordable way to manage and ship your orders. Just a few clicks and you'll be managing your orders, printing out labels, and getting your product to happy customers, which is the best kind of customer. ShipStation makes it easy. They work with all the major carriers like UPS and FedEx, and their interface brings your products together, whether you're selling them on Etsy or Amazon or your own website. ShipStation is the number one choice of online sellers. You'll ship more in less time with the best rates available. And right now you can try ShipStation free for 60 days when you use offer code ROGUE, R-O-G-U-E. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of delivery culture. Get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in ROGUE, R-O-G-U-E. U E, and uh, that's shipstation.com. Then enter offer code rogue. Shipstation.com. Make ship happen. I ship it. I yeah. ship it as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sometimes our online research for new rockstars videos takes us into some pretty uh, questionable places. Uh, Eric is the author or co-author of several videos that might fall into this category, including videos about the sexual history of both Emperor Palpatine and uh, the Incredible Hulk, okay? I am on several uh, lists. <laughs> <laughs> yes, right? I know it, I know it, I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it sounds like that, right? Even in, in incognito mode, right? Like even if it's not getting saved in your history, your ISP still knows exactly what you're Google searching for. Uh, and so that's why we at New Rockstars and you too should be using ExpressVPN. Uh, ExpressVPN is an app that reroutes your internet connection through their secure servers. So your ISP can't see the sites you visit. ExpressVPN keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. It runs in the background, while you're surfing the internet, you just tap one button and boom, you're protected and nobody can see where you're going. It's really easy and fast. ExpressVPN is available on all your devices, phones and computers, even your smart TV. There's no excuse for you not to be using it all the time. So protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Visit our exclusive link, expressvpn.com rogue, R-O-U-G-U-E, and you can get an extra three months free on a one-year package. That's 
expressvpn.com slash rogue, expressvpn.com slash rogue to learn more. Oh, and you know, we put out this episode of Rogue Theory every week. I'm always happy to be a part of, usually behind the scenes. And also kind of behind the scenes, there's a Discord Rogue Theory that goes on every week where we recruit three um, awesome patrons who are on our new Rockstars Discord server. And each of them submits their own Rogue Theory uh, based on the topic that we throw out there. And this week we threw out there, based on last week's news about Henry Cavill possibly playing Superman again, um, we asked our three awesome patrons, like, how is that gonna happen? How is he showing up? What property is he gonna show up in? And we got some really good answers. Uh, Son of Thunder and AJ had great theories built around a Superman solo movie or uh, Bizarro fighting the Justice League were their two respective answers. But the winner this week was uh, Ruby. He had this great Ruby. idea for Superman to show up in um, Shazam 2. Yeah. Kind of um, rectifying that very strange torso-only cameo <laughs> from the first yeah. Shazam movie. Uh, and this, like, it totally blows it out. Um, Superman is a huge part of the second movie as he kind of, like, starts off battling against the Marvel family, but he's kind of being controlled by Mr. Mind at a different point. It was, it was like, an incredibly well-thought-out answer. Uh, Eric, I know you really liked that answer. Yeah, I loved it. It also tied in Black Adam, unless I'm mistaken, and it gets really dark. Like, uh, it, it finds a way to bring in Black Adam, uh, Superman, Mr. Mind, and the whole Marvel family, all, all the kids in the Shazam. Like, it, it gets dark, like, they, they lock up all the prisoners to try to, like, they have a contest, like a social media contest to try to lock up all the prisoners. Ruby really thought this out really well, but then, like, Black Adam kills them, all those prisoners just to, like, make this dark point. Like, you guys got to get on Discord so you can see all these theories and you guys Honestly, can vote on them yeah, too. yeah, that it's, seems really cool. Because, like, I, I got to be honest, a lot of these theories that you guys in Discord have been uh, putting out there, like, it rivals, if not best, some of the stuff we're able to come up with on this show. So it forces us to up our game to be like, all right, fine. If you guys can put some thought in this, I can put some more thought in the mind. So uh, well done, Ruby. It was a really yes. great theory. I, I also, I particularly like that idea of, like, um, Henry Cavill and The Rock on the same screen at the same time. Would there yeah. be like any room for anybody else? There'd nope. just be so many muscles. <laughs> yeah. Literally all the testosterone would leave my body and just go right <laughs> to the screen because they need yeah. more than I do. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, check out that theory and everything else that's going on on our Discord server where we're doing uh, our MCU rewatch alongs and there's trivia and there's all kinds of really fun stuff. And you can join that Discord server by becoming a patron of uh, new rock stars. So check that out. Um, okay, our second topic today. And this is one that I really love because I love rampant speculation about directors and franchises. And so uh, with obviously the Snyder Cut kind of getting its justice, pun intended, right? And like, that's hey. going to get released. And, <laughs> and in quarantine, <laughs> love it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, uh, a lot of directors in quarantine have been doing these like Twitter rewatch alongs and things like that, including like David Ayer, the um, director of the first Suicide Squad movie. And he's kind of like hinted at there might be like his own version of that movie. And, mm -hmm. and it's it's allowed people kind of this free time to re-examine a lot of different movies, including some that people didn't really enjoy the first time around or might be considered kind of a critical or a commercial failure and might have even put those directors into kind of director jail, which is an industry term. It's not a real place, right? <laughs> but it's when you've kind of uh, lost your privileges to make a big budget movie and maybe you have to go direct TV or much smaller budget movies or something like that. And so 
we just wanted to throw out there. Who's the director for you that might be in director jail right now? He or she might not be allowed to make one of these big studio movies, but you really like what they've done in the past and you think they actually could be really successful with an existing or a future property. So Angelica, why don't, why don't you start us off? So does anyone remember Dread? Yes. Okay, I yeah. like Dread I a Dread. lot. Okay, so I'm thinking maybe Pete Travis, who directed Dread. I think he did one of the better versions of Dread, and he made a beautiful movie. Like, I think the cinematography was amazing. The violence was kind of stylized almost. And, you know, I'm always going to root for that sort of dystopian cyberpunk director. That's, I just love that stuff. Um, and, like, obviously he's really good at casting, because Lena Headley, Carl Urban, like, that, I don't know, that's pretty amazing. So I think he could maybe repurpose, or they could use him again as a director for something, maybe, like, I don't know, I think he'd be really good for Blade, like, something with a lot of violence, and, I, I don't know, I think it's just a skill to be able to take Dredd, who's such a one-dimensional kind of character, and still make a really beautiful movie around it. So, yeah. I think he could do a lot with, with Blade. Interesting. Yeah. That's a really good I, idea. I love that, Angelica. Yeah. I was a big fan of Dredd. It kind of came out at the peak of, like, 3D movies, when, like, everything was getting converted yeah. or taking advantage of 3D. And that movie yeah. had some insane, like, it did some of the best of of all the 3D kind of spectacular movies. It was the slow-mo. Really well shot. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, the slow-mo And like drug. Lena yeah. Headey's like yeah. a drug dealer who has some kind of weird, you know, powdery drug thing that makes people move in slow-mo. Right, it it right, was right. It was visually an incredible movie. And if, if any if any of the viewers haven't seen that, go back and watch Dread. Go it's, watch it's it. It's a blast. Yes. It's yeah. so Lena Headley oh. as a drug lord. What we never knew we needed. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that idea. I love both um, Pete Travis and Blade. Those both seem like far enough outside the box things. Uh, I love it, Angelica. You get um, one sparkle buck and two sparkle bucks for that theory. Ooh, okay. Yeah, Came out looking like this. Ooh. Oh, our Lord and Lego Savior, Loki. Lego Loki. <laughs> for it lives forever. You. God of mischief. Lego hey. Loki. Wonderful. Uh, MT, who's, who are you releasing from Director Jail? Well, um, I shall release Mark Webb um, from Director Jail for uh, good yeah. behavior. Um, he's, he's been a very good prisoner. <laughs> um, he, he doesn't cry as much as he used to, so uh, I, I really appreciate that. No. Mark Webb, the director, of course, of uh, the Amazing Spider-Man movies. Um, I think that those movies are underrated. Like, I know that, like, I I'm not supposed to say that I, I enjoyed Amazing Spider-Man 2. And everybody's like, oh my god, it's the worst Spider-Man movie. Though that may be true. Whole, like, the actual stuff in those movies were fantastic. It just had a bad script. So, like, yeah. I'm chalking, yeah, I'm chalking all of that negativity about Amazing Spider-Man 2 to just bad writing. Mark Webb did the best that he could with what he had, and he made a spectacular-looking movie. Like, I constantly go back and look at um, the Times Square fight from The Amazing Spider-Man 2 and the um, the final fight uh, between Spider-Man and Electro, and also the, the final fight between Spider-Man and uh, Green Goblin. Um, it just it just looks visually amazing. Though it wasn't a messy movie, 
it looks really good. And like the stuff that he did in the first movie, especially with like um, in Amazing Spider-Man 1, um, he had like really cool camera angles. Like um, at one point there was like a first person view of like Peter swinging across the city and like um, the crane scene in Amazing Spider-Man 1. Yeah. Fantastic. Like Mark Webb knows how to make a really good looking superhero film, but also he hits hard with the emotion. Like after Peter, um, after Uncle Ben died in the first Amazing Spider-Man movie, um, when Peter goes back to school, like that is like a really emotional scene. I was actually watching it right before the show, and like I was kind of getting choked up because Andrew Garfield's performance was spectacular. N- no pun intended, or or amazing, <laughs> or you know, what are those? <laughs> no puns stated. Um, <laughs> but like he, he knows how to capture like a really. emotional scene. So I think that we give Mark Webb another go at his universe. I think that we should have a Miles Morales Spider-Man film set in the Amazing Spider-Man universe. We kill off Andrew Garfield um, like um, Peter Parker died in the comics and have Miles Morales take over and become the Spider-Man in that universe. So when we inevitably get that Spider-Verse film, we can have Tom Holland, we can have Tobey Maguire, and then we can have um, this third Miles Morales working together as like a kind of like a celebration of Sony Spider-Man in general. Uh, because I don't think that uh, Andrew Garfield and Sony are on the greatest of um, terms right now. I would love Andrew Garfield, um, ideally, to, to be in a Spider-Verse movie, but like I don't, I don't think that's gonna happen. So like I really think Mark Webb could do it. I honestly think he could do it, man. He could really rock out that uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man film. You honestly, you had me at Miles Morales. Just like let Mars, like let Mark Webb do a Miles Morales movie. I was already sold. That already sounds great, and it also sounds like that solves some of the problem of Amazing Spider-Man Two, which is so much going into that movie, and they had to establish so many characters and so many like disparate plot lines that that is that seems like that'd be a good use of his skill to actually kind of narrow his focus back down. Um, but yeah. then you added in this totally insane uh, <laughs> Spider-Verse for uh, killing Andrew Garfield, but Tobey Maguire's still alive. Uh, okay, sure, I'm along. Um, again, you get two sparkle oh bucks God. Uh, for that theory. Oh, um, it, it, this is a Craglin pop now. Um, I got this one for my birthday from my uh, friend Marie. Hello, Marie, if you're watching this. Um, so we got the, the Gun Brothers together. That's right, um, yeah. Nice. Nice. And they're hanging out, so uh, there you go. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, Eric, uh, who's, who's your director that needs another shot? Okay, uh, we have a director who I don't think she's in director jail yet, but she is going through the justice system right now. I think she's at her, she's past the arraignment and uh, they're scheduling the first court uh, trial day. They're they're, pick, they're going through voir dire for the jury. Um, Kathy Yan, Birds of Prey director, right? She, I think, has such a beautiful visual style. The way she uses color, the way that she can... Uh, set the camera inside the character's mind and wrap the production design of the whole film as an extension of the character's point of view is brilliant. And I think Birds of Prey, a flawed movie, but definitely had some cool things going on that I feel like she should be given another shot. I don't know if Harley Quinn was the best fit for, for what Kathy Ann can do. Why would I would love to see her do? Guys have been rewatching the MCU movies. Mantis is one of the 
coolest characters to just watch in these movies. <laughs> Every time Pom Clementif is in the background, like she is making crazy awesome choices and she's an empath, but we never see what's going on inside her mind. And I think Kathy Ann could do such a good job for like a Mantis spinoff movie or a, or a mini series or even just like a sequence with another film of just showing the world through Mantis's eyes of like just like explosions of color and emotions flooding her subconscious of as she's like making contact with people or trying to interpret things people are telling her to do. Like I feel like Kathy Ann could could open up Mantis's mind and her her visions uh, more than anyone else. I would love to see a Mantis like solo something because like Mantis in the comics, she's like a like a badass when it comes yeah, to is. combat. She could kick a lot of people's ass. Um and like so I would love to see her grow into that kind of like, you know, kind of like combat combative character while also like Eric said, like exploring that like internal um emotion part of Mantis, which is pretty pretty dope. Uh, Eric, I love it. And I, I've never thought about a Mantis spinoff, but now that you've mentioned it, I can't stop thinking about it. She definitely, she's one of my favorite characters in the MCU. Um, I'm also intrigued. She's one of my favorite characters, but we get such tiny bites of Mantis. It'd be very interesting to see if she could carry a property, but I do, I agree. Kathy Yan would be a great uh, person to helm that. So you also get two Sparkle Bucks oh, as your Sparkle Bucks, great, and they come out my end. I think these are Mantis colors, right? Golden, green. <laughs> yeah, you got it, man. Yeah, great. That is All right, yes. And um, uh, let it be known, everybody, I've given everyone the exact same amount of Sparkle Bucks for all their theories. Clearly that devalues the entire principle of Sparkle Bucks and really erodes the financial system of rogue theory. Um, <laughs> everything is meaningless. Um, but that changes as we head into my favorite section of the show, Rogue Questions, okay? Um, and a little peek behind the curtain, I, though I'm rarely on Rogue Theory, I'm often working on it behind the scenes, and I am the author of most of the Rogue Questions, okay? So this is a segment of the show you hate, I am to blame, uh, and it's definitely not a section of the show you like, because almost nobody makes it this far in the episode. Um, okay, so, but this week's Rogue Questions. Uh, actor and sometimes meme Ryan Gosling uh, was announced as he's playing uh, the Wolfman in an upcoming uh, Universal Horror Wolfman movie. Uh, and of course, I'm a big fan of the Ryan Gosling <clears throat> Hey Girl memes. So <laughs> what will your Wolfman themed Hey Girl boyfriend meme say? Hey girl, sweatpants or dress? You always look like a snack to me. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah? well yeah. done. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank oh. you. A living Ryan really Gosling good. meme, Angelica. <laughs> She's just spot on. You know, snack. On. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let me let me try this. Uh, hey, girl, if your vagina was a villager, I would eat her first. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey. my God. That's, we support cunnilingus in this household. That's right. We support. That's right. Yes. Hey ladies first. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm um. All right. I'll, I'll continue down this uh, this dark path. Uh, <laughs> this dark this dark road we're going down. Okay. Hey girl. So you like Wolfman? Well, welcome to the Omega Verse. This alpha is just gonna not with that omega. Feel free to watch. Oh, all right. Don't look up the omega verse if you aren't into um, wolf kink. 
communities. Too late! Okay. <laughs> I, I might have outed myself as not being into Wolfgang. I did not get that reference. <laughs> Somewhere, but someone I, watching this episode is like, <gasps> he knows. <laughs> He's acknowledged our community. He's, He's one of us. <laughs> We don't kink shame here, and we will not stop no. this channel until we um, shine a light on every different kink subculture. We see you, That's furries. Right. We see you. Yeah. We see we you. See. We see you. We welcome you. This is actually the okay. real goal of of our series. So. <laughs> <laughs> the furry we're, we're, Yeah, go back through the other videos and find out which kink we referenced. Put it in find the Find our section. kinks. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, final road question. Uh, this week is actually the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back coming out, which that movie, in addition to giving us so much uh, great things to build uh, most of our channel off of, uh, also gave us Yoda. It was the debut of Yoda. So uh, how about, this is one of my favorite things to do. Uh, let's do some Yoda voice. Can you each give me, in your best Yoda, um, what, what the, our little green friend, what kind of advice would he give us in the year 2020. Um, I'll do the uh, the fear leads to anger thing, but I feel like in 2020, Yoda would have a couple more links to that equation. So, uh, fear leads to anger, anger leads to hate, hate leads to suffering, suffering leads to apathy, <laughs> apathy leads to boredom, <laughs> boredom leads to random online toxicity, online toxicity leads to the comment section of our Rick and Morty breakdowns because all of you are trash. Oh my god. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Eric. How yeah, do you really wow. feel? Oh, they're not watching I feel like this. something came out of you. Okay, I have a good one. I have a good one. Right. Okay. Okay. Um, why am I like this? All right, so you know the classic do or do not? All right. Poo or poo not, there is no ply. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. well done. Thank That's you. Great. Well done. Poo awesome. or poo not. I'm glad I put that out in the world. All right, my turn. I'll keep it simple. <clears throat> okay, there we go. Wake up in the morning, you should not. 2020 is a disaster. <laughs> That's a good impression. Yeah, I've been working on it for 28 years. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> Those were actually, all three of you exceeded expectations on the Yoda impression. You all committed very well. Nobody just talked backwards and, and claimed that that was a Yoda impression. Good on all of you. You, you respected our little green buddy. Uh, and that concludes this episode of Rogue Theory. Now, again, I've been totally equivalent. It's been a real socialist episode where everybody gets the same amount of- So there's uh, no winner? No we, all, we all win? <laughs> well, I, I do want to say this. Yes, we're all winners. Thank you all. You've all been wonderful guests. Because he's a, a first time guest, I feel like um, if there has to be kind of a uh, a designated winner, it should be our, our new buddy, MT. Oh Woohoo! Thank you, guys. Yes. Wow. Well deserved. Uh, so, MT, did, did you have a, a wish you would like enacted as our designated winner? Um, yes, I do. Um, it's a bit of a, a weird wish. Um, but I would like each of you, um, in your most seductive way possible, to say the phrase, I love mastertainment. <laughs> in the most seductive way possible. Hey, girl. <laughs> I love mastertainment. 
<laughs> it has to be Southern. I was doing a McConaughey a little bit there because nothing says all right, sex like right, McConaughey. All right, all yeah. right, all right, all yeah, yeah. right. Like okay, it. I think there's uh, there's there's saxophones ev- everywhere. There's saxophones. Everywhere. You can't see them. Just imagine they're everywhere. There's so many saxophones. <laughs> they're playing over each other. They're playing like Careless Whisper or something. And it's like, do you do do Hey, wait, I'm saying hey girl again. Why did you do this to me, Eric? <laughs> it's just I love mastertainment, right? Yes, they and me. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm uh I almost said Nick Cage. Why am I like this? What's Same difference. Ryan Gosling. <laughs> I don't know, I'm mixing them up. Alright. Do 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 saxophones playing. I I love mastertainment. <laughs> nice. Hair flip. Okay. Ten out of ten. Yeah. And then any anytime I need to channel seductive, I just think about my feelings um towards chicken wings. Okay. Wow. I feel that. That's deep. I feel that. I love mastertainment. Oh! <laughs> My ego has risen that 1,700 was... <laughs> points. Thank you. <laughs> well deserved. Uh, thank you so much for being on the show, everyone. Um, uh, Angelica Trey, A Trey on, on Twitter and other uh, social media platforms. Uh, what would you like the folks to know, A Trey? Um, I'd like you guys to know Toby Maguire's best friend right now. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys for having me back on today. I appreciate everybody so, so much. You can find me on most social medias at Atre, A-Y-Y-T-R-A-E, as well as on Twitter under there and my Instagram at Angelica Trey. Thank you guys. Wonderful. MT, thank you so much and congratulations uh, on winning this episode. Uh, Thank you. where, Where can folks find you? Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube and Twitter and Instagram um, and my home um, <laughs> at Mastertainment. That is, it's like entertainment, but Mastertainment. Um, I post a lot of weird shit. I have a, a Guardians of the Galaxy Easter egg hunt that if you guys want to join me in, I'd welcome you. Like, just come on in. We'll find this thing together. Um, and I just post like, um, like just weird comic book videos where I explain concepts in a like, I think a funny way, in a weird way. I'm just a weirdo. So uh, come on down. It's youtube.com slash mastertainment. Love to yeah. have you. Yes. I, I endorse that. I'm a fan of your videos as well. Thank you. Um, I appreciate uh, it. And, and Eric, uh, folks can find you at EA Voss on, yeah. on the socials. That's right. Uh, Instagram, Twitter, EA Voss. You can find me. Uh, just click on one of the videos on your sidebar. Hopefully it's the Black Panther one because uh, we love that movie. We're so I love that movie so much that I want maybe people to watch it. Um, and uh, and yeah, another shout out to both uh, to Angelica and to MT. Both of them make amazing content on other quarters of the internet. Uh, and uh, this our James Gunn Easter egg hunt that uh, that we jumped onto way too late. Uh, MT really got that ball rolling. So all credit to him. <laughs> Because you found stuff that like blew my mind, and I was like, "Holy shit, this guy's onto something." I, I just have no life, dude. That's just what it is. <laughs> hey, um. <laughs> no shame in that. Yes, w- welcome to it. Welcome You're to the club. You're in good right? company. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my people. <laughs> all right. Cyberhood. Uh, th- thank you all. Uh, we all have to go now to not live lives. I guess. Yes. Uh, uh, you will not find me on the internet. In fact, you'll never see me again. I'm definitely going to get fired. Um, Bye. He just disintegrates out. (laughs) No.